Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hi, everyone. Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll leave, I leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. To the ounce than any other podcasts. I mentioned bounce to the ounce, uh, Luke Moore. Luke Moore, Luke and Pete Shaw, it's what we're doing. It's Monday, welcome. Um, I mentioned bounce to the ounce because that's that uh, night, that uh, that viral video of that uh, night where just everyone's on pills <laughs> and they're dancing like crazy people and there's that scary, sweaty, bald man doing this going... Oh, arr, yeah. arr. That is a, yeah. one of the most terrifying gifts. Yeah. He, know, he was interviewed quite recently on a was like, they found lad, him? lad Bible or something. And uh, he'd recently split with his missus. I think lost the kids, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, his, his, his mate gave him some sweet pill. Yeah. <laughs> sweet right. Mary. Oh, at the time sweet he had Mary, done that. Married David, mother of anal. MDMA. I, MDMA. Yeah. I think there are slang words available that in existence. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. For you. But at the time tired. that had just happened, and he was, he was on one. He was on one. He was on one. And what's he, up, really what's he up to now? Um, I, um, I mean, he looks. He didn't look well. <laughs> he didn't look well then. <laughs> no, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I don't think good lighting improves that man. No, <laughs> no. I guess not. He's very. He's very much. At his best, disco lighting or worse. I yeah. think. I think it's better to say. I can imagine yeah. that's absolutely the case. There's some. There's some. Louis really... Van Halen in a golf cart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's some really like. 
dark. There's, there's a lot of darkness behind some of the gifts you see knocking about. Some of the viral things you see happening. Mm. A lot of them take place seemingly <laughs> in some really almost like godforsaken nightclub in some provincial town somewhere, mm. or in a forest in Eastern Europe. Yeah, it's a sort of. Look, it's I've never been to one, but I would like to see what it was like. You know, like when you're going around. Uh, the West Way or something, and you're sort of coming up to before you get above the the, the buildings, effectively yeah, 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 on the overpass, yeah. on the flyover, yeah. on the flyover. Um, you'll see in kind of like places like Tottenham, in places like uh, kind of like um, near the West Way, uh, you'll get like these kind of like dance sort of rave ups in sports halls that are just taped to to lampposts and stuff, yeah. and they're always like DJs I've never fucking heard of, and I'm yeah. like, this looks. I bet this is brilliant. So I accidentally went to one of those ones. Right. Years and years ago. Red stripes from a fridge? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Bre- much, basi- yeah. So basically it was, I couldn't tell you the exact details because um, it was in the middle of the night and mm. we had been out. Mm. Yeah, this is in East London, not, yeah. not in the West in the West Way. Uh, and um, it was like, right. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's the case now because I don't really go out very often, but back in the day, you felt a bit cheated because London would always be described as like a 24-hour city, but it wasn't really. Mm, yeah. They'd kick you out at like two. Two, yeah. yeah. And so this this had happened. Yeah. And we were in Shoreditch somewhere or Hackney or around there. And mate of mine was like, oh, we should find somewhere else to go. I was like, yeah, fine. So he, he made a couple of calls or whatever. So mm. there's a place around here. And it had a name. I was like, yeah, great, right. we'll go there. Turned up and it was literally a sports hall with a bloke sat at a table outside it charging people a fiver to get in. Yeah. It was weirdly lit. It was beers. I think it was even red stripe. I think you might be spot on. Mm. It was cans of beer in fridges uh, and people just standing around and some <laughs> terrible sound system because it's in a fucking sports hall. So it's like mental. <laughs> uh, and people just stood around. And I remember even then thinking, I'm just doing this for the sake of it, to be honest. Yeah, There's no, go through the motions here. Nothing for me here, really. <laughs> no, I can't even climb the rope. Yeah. Or, uh, or the or the um, the club in front has been put back against the wall. Come on, guys. Let's play some quick cricket. Or a bit dodgeball, maybe. <laughs> quick tennis. Short tennis. British, bull, British, British Bulldog. British Bulldog. Not in a sports hall. You hurt yourself. Hurt no yourself way. anyway, hurt brother. Yourself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure there was a huge amount on offer there. Mm. But you're someone who likes to... to, to um... Trip the light fantastic. No, you do. You like to seek out a night out. Yeah. You like to keep going, don't I you? I like to keep going, yeah. Yeah. Did you, did, you, did you convince that kid and his dad to go out of you after they were trying to find that Harry Potter <laughs> one? Get your wand. Let's put our glad rugs on. Yeah, and let's go dancing. Come on! Yeah. I, 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 do you remember speaking of restaurant? Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, like a dog there. I, I sound like Slim a doggy um, dog. Do you know, like a certain generation of cockney bloke will always start every sentence by going, "Oh, Rem," like that. I sound like that. <laughs> oh, Rem. Yeah, um, and they say so. For example, they also say, and "This is this is a, a real this is really one for the heads." So a normal, not a, a non-cockney of that generation would say, for example. It's not as though I planned it now, is it? Right, as example. Right. They would say, it's not as though I planned it now, is it? Now, is it? That really, almost like a soft R to a W, almost like a Roy Hodgson, but not the full Roy Hodgson. Yeah. That's something that particularly affects older Cockney blood. I don't know why. Anyway, (laughs) what I was actually going to say was, speaking of red stripes in the fridge... Do you remember going to Frog at Mean Fiddler in town? Did you yes. ever go there? Yes, went to Frog at Mean Fiddler, yeah. And they used to do, um, the fridges never used to work, first and foremost. <laughs> and they used to do £4.50. Even then, 15 yeah. years ago, £4.50 cans of Red Strop was the only beer they sold. And Scala I remember, used to do that as well. And I remember not having a problem with that at the time. <laughs> now Scala I wouldn't go near Cross, it. Yeah, yeah. Scarlet and Queen's Cross used to, um, uh, pop, is it Pop World or... Pop stars, the uh, gay right. indie night, used to uh, drink a lot of um, cans of Red Stripe, and yeah, they were really expensive. They're always, they've always been very expensive, and yeah, go up to Hartlepool a few, couple of weekends ago, 
Uh, two pound fifty for Stella. Come on, pint you of, having that? Pint, pint thereof, barman. Pint thereof. Lovely old job. Do you still do that thing when you go up to a bar when you speak in a medieval way to the uh, to the bar staff? <laughs> what do you still do that? Barkeep. Yeah. Uh, I I should. I would like to be. I don't know how you say it. Um, pl- please beseech one with a, a flagon <laughs> of the foaming. Flagon. Do you still do that? No, no. <laughs> and, and, and I never did that. There's very few times I would like people to know that what you say is not the case. <laughs> but that's one of the occasions, I think. I think I think there are there are fewer pure joys mm. in the world than walking into your local pub uh, and speaking to the landlord yeah. like a medieval baron. <laughs> and doing some kind of thinly veiled sexist line towards the barmaid, yep. calling them a... Buxom. Serving whole, wench. Yeah, serving wench. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Milk, milk fed. Having, having a little trot down to the end of the bar yeah. and chatting to the fella who used to be in the SAS <laughs> and having a lovely old time. Yeah. But these days, right, kids, they love the IPAs, mate. If they're, yeah. they're going to, if, they're going to if, if you took today's youth, I'm thinking about producer Rory and his like, yeah. down to a bar in a, in a venue, yeah, they'd be saying before you could even put put a pint, they'd be saying, "Where's the Camden Pale, bruv?" I dropped the Doom Bar down my drip. Yes, yeah. I'd be saying. <laughs> That's what they'd be saying. But back in our day, it was just cans, just cans, just cans, just cans. Well, we've gone back to cans now, haven't we? But, but they've got it, to have but stupid. It's, it's, it's only it's the only thing actual illustrators get to do nowadays: sides of cans. But it's been um, cans has taken on something completely different now. It's right. like it's become a thing, isn't it? Cans. cans, we're going for cans. We're having cans. Go for go for sips. What, was it when when the Newcastle United takeover happened? Cans, cans, yeah, cans and cans in the uh, cans in the square. It used to just be beers. It did used to be beers. And now it's yeah. cans. Now it's cans. But we used to have little mini mini little Belgian lagers, didn't we? In, in little bottles. Oh, beer Alsace. So little stubbies. So little so little actual uh, liquid in those little bottles. The first time I ever got drunk, beer Alsace. Mm-hmm. Available from, I'm going to say Asda. Yeah, or France. Um, stubby, beer, stubby beers and green bottles. You can pop the uh, mm. pop the cap off. Um, I was at a, a New Year's Eve party with the aforementioned Dave Watson. I've mentioned him on the show before. Yeah. Uh, and his aunt and uncle had a house that was so big that you could just get, as a kid, you'd just get lost in it. Yeah. So they would vaguely know there was kids around and they'd be fine. There's yeah. an adult somewhere. There's yeah. adults everywhere, you know. Yeah. Um, all the beer was stashed outside. We, we just sort of snuck out there. Just no, had a couple, well, of, had a couple but, of stubbies. But you assume that at that point, when you're a kid, you're just going to be absolutely leathered and your parents are going to know and stuff, so... Yeah, I was paranoid, but yeah. my parents weren't there. Oh, right, okay. It was just his, it was his, his, um, his parents. But what about, you've got to drive your little car on. And this old man was in the Navy. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. hello. No, I was only about 14. Right. And, um, and he's, it, it, we used to steal his old man's cigars and smoke on the bottom of the garden. Terrible. Terrible behaviour. And, um, and then we used to, yeah, have those parties, have those beers. But the thing is, I don't know about you... But for the first probably year of drinking beer, you don't really like it. It's a really quiet it's taste. A real, yeah, you've really, you've really got to work quite hard. Yeah, I, I just sort of think like you get to a certain age, and presumably your dad's he, he's happy to just leave his beers out because no one's going to drink them or his cigars. And then at some point, some little torag starts drinking the beers and smoking the cigars, and you, you and you have to think about in your own home hiding. Loot, hiding booty from 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 your son. Yeah, and I think the cigar side of it did me a lot of favors long term, right? Because it was so, my first experience of smoking, and it was obviously fucking disgusting. disgusting. Like even more disgusting than the cigarette, yeah. obviously. So I never really wanted to go near it after that. <laughs> and so it was it was easy. My dad gets very upset nowadays when I go home and drink his Yakult's. <laughs> he's he's, he's in, inexplicably yeah, but you get one a day. Inexplicably, in 2021, he is 
bang into his Yakults and he's uh, he's got them all in the fridge and I and I can just polish off three or four at a time. Well, you shouldn't be doing that. Why? Because there's seven for a, seven for a week and and you buy a pack of seven and they're yours for the week. It's just a bit of yogurt, isn't it? It's just a bit of sugary yogurt. Oh, I think there are many things that are problematic in this story. Like your dad, presumably your dad doesn't think that he can just cover up a multitude of sins <laughs> by eating it, drinking a Yakult. I think he's, uh, it's his COVID, uh, he it, defeated COVID with it. Is it pseudoscience, the Yakult? Is it, is it been like, is it like the old Gillian McKee type stuff? I think, I think, I know that, you know, stomach bacteria is stomach bacteria, but how do any of the bacteria survive after the onslaught of actual stomach acid? Like, how do does I? it kind of like get past that barrier? That's what I want what to know. What I do, I don't know that, but what Email I, in someone. Yeah, yeah that'd some be great. Clogs. We'll, have, we'll have some kind of a scientist yeah. listening. Yeah. What, I don't know the answer to that. Is um, it quackery nonsense? If I was Joe Rogan, I would make up an answer, but mm. I'm not, so I don't know. It would probably settle us, I think if you've got acid indigestion, which I do have increasingly as I get older, uh, I think drinking anything milky calms that down a little bit. So it probably makes you feel a little bit better because you're drinking just a sugary, uh, a sugary, sweet, milky drink. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I mean, I, I, I remember when I worked at Asda, uh, there was a complaint about our department yeah. that we were only reducing the Yakults a day before <laughs> they went out of date. And the customer, I think, quite rightly said... Say it's one a day. You need to be reducing the pack of seven a week before. That, <laughs> and, and, we, and, we, and we then changed our policy. That's the only thing I know the about policy Yakult. and Yakults. Yeah, not, yeah, but how many, you've only got a few days before they go out anyway. Let me tell you something. Seven now. days listen, reduced. This guy's having... Uh, I've got you over a barrel, mate. Well, listen, you're speaking, you're speaking to a pro here. At the end of every shift, so I'll be doing the I'll be doing the six till three in yeah. the morning, or the seven till four, mm. or sometimes I would do the the late shift. Why do, it, why do why do they need a six till seven till? Why that's they, that's when the milk just, turns up, mate. Just bring it in later. Grow up. <laughs> just want... like you're just making everyone's life just that shit because you have to build it round sixes and sevens. Get fucked. Now you making... If I turn up, if I'm in the supermarket before twelve o'clock and they're still stacking the shelves, I'm like, that's my own fault. I'm in the supermarket before twelve o'clock in the afternoon. Ridiculous. No, but it's not about that, is it? It's, it is. They deliver the milk shelves, later. They stack shelves all day. Do they stack shelves all day anyway? Deliver the milk later. Uh, well, when when, when I was the one getting up at quarter past five, I'll probably agree with you. Yeah, exactly. But what, help you out here. What I will say is you this. You love a boat in your mouth, you. <laughs> what I will say this <laughs> is this. If you're doing the late shift, yeah. when you hit a certain time, so the shop closes at 8pm, mm. 5, 6pm, you need to be getting the whoops gun out. The whoops gun, yeah. yeah there and it used it to be is. a whoops sticker, yeah. And it would whoops. say, "Oh, we accidentally reduced the price." Yeah. What it actually meant was, "This is going to date tomorrow to sell it." it. You can't be doing egg. that on the Yakult. They're no. a pack of seven. You have to have one a day. Can you separate them out? Are you? Like a seller you can't sell them separately. You know, this is not a London-based corner shop. You can't sell multi-pack <laughs> separately. So anyway, the point was that you had to reduce it a week earlier. I was going to say I don't know the answer to stomach bacteria, but what I do know <laughs> is that. The younger listeners here, based in the UK, might be surprised by this. But, Pete, you'll back me up on this. There was a period of time when Gillian McKeith, mm. T- mock TV doctor, yeah. was everywhere. She was, And then yeah. she was just gone. Because, gone. Because it was... I mean, she just made it... She wasn't actually a doctor. She, she's been told she's not allowed to use the word doctor in any of her stuff. Which I think it's fair enough. <laughs> I think that is fair enough, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it, 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 she was just on, on the telly looking at poo. Like, it, it was fascinating, really, that, that we allowed her to get away with it for so long. She had good eatings, not the poo. Uh, she had yeah. good eatings for a long time, just, just pretending that she uh, knew what she was talking about. One could only have admiration... Knowing how, you know, tangentially at least, how hard it is to get TV shows commissioned, mm. that she was able to literally poke around in other people's actual poo yeah. on telly and it would get aired. Yeah. And, and, and. 
But we've got I'm a celebrity now, haven't we? So we don't need to worry about that. Yeah, I'll, I could present myself as a um, uh, a semen expert and just mm. do the cum doctor. Yeah, on Channel Four. I don't think we've that's got. T- we've that got title the, needs work. The Nick. That title does need work. Come down with me. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I completely different. On, I see. I sip on semen. No, to the cows come home. Well, and, and then and start work on theirs. Yeah, and and um, what what kind of um, financial kind of remuneration would you like for this? A lot of money, please. You want percentage points on the oh. pro- on the product? You want IP? You want IP? I don't want any pee in there. No. You... no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to be selling merch? I want to be selling merch. <laughs> Presumably you need to set up some kind of farm <laughs> to keep the product. Look, Julia, yeah. Julia McKee's... For all the problems, uh, Julia McKee's uh, um, descent from to where she, whatever she's doing now, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. She's, a, she's an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, is she she's, really? Yeah, she's what a surprise. She's demented. Um, her, her TV career going off a cliff can be described by the following sentence. Uh, Julia McKee's advice was prim- primarily alternative medicine without any scientific basis. Yeah. Uh, you're calling yourself a doctor... You're going to be labelled a prat. Put them on the telly. Yeah, put them um, on the telly. There was. I remember she got. A, there was a real gotcha on. Um, on. A, I want to say a chat show that wasn't even even her show. Right. Where she was saying that she wouldn't advocate the the, the eating of oily fish because you can get just as much um, oil from the supermarket. <laughs> oil from uh, flax seeds. She was right. Saying. Okay. But what she had done is she confused the amount per gram. With the actual amount, right? So, so okay. okay so, yeah. a flax seed in terms of percentage of the seed yeah. is much higher in the oils you need than a slice of fish. Yeah. But then the other guy who was actually sensible on the show worked out how many flax seeds a person would need to eat per day to get the same amount as one fillet of fish. Yeah. And I'm not joking; it was something like a whole taxi full of flax seeds. <laughs> <laughs> he was like saying, "You'll be dead. Yeah. You'll be dead." Too and much, she, and she, had no she had no answer. She just no answer. carried on poking through her poo, right, and and didn't say anything. They ne- with uh, with the the, the, the poo thing. Now, was there ever a situation where someone had a real issue in that there was blood in their poo? I, I think it, I think it was just like shapes, smells, yeah. sounds, sights, and it wasn't really actual medical issues. You know what I mean? No. If there's blood in there. You well, she's not a doctor. Is, she? is that dark blood? Is that new blood? Who knows? Yeah. Well, um, great Twilight movies, by the way. Though, <laughs> uh, would you would you would you think it would make the cut if there was something seriously wrong? Because you know, Doctor Christian Jessup, who is a doctor, right, seems a little bit odd. Who's that guy? Um, you know, Jessup. odd looking fella, waxy face. Christian talks Jessup. a lot about medical issues on telly, but is an actual doctor. He used to do a show, I think, called Embarrassing Illnesses. Oh yes, yes, yes. So, right. which to me, to me, seems entirely absurd that that <laughs> even works as a show. And I'll tell you why. Right. Lots of people don't like going to the doctor anyway, right? Right. I went for my NHS health check uh, last week because um, I'm over 40 now, sadly, but them's the facts. Mm. And um, you get tested. You get your blood done. You get your cholesterol, your blood pressure, all that good stuff. Yep. And what the nurse said to me was, this is for the silent killers, right? It's for the people who, for the, for the, for the ailments that don't really have any outward symptoms but can really knock you down dead without you knowing about it. Mm. So it's really important you come in for this every five years. And if we need to see you more frequently, we'll tell you. So I did that. It was fine. Some people don't like going to the doctor. The very idea that you have something so embarrassing wrong with you that you don't want to go to the doctor about it, but yet you'll somehow go on the telly, mm. to me seems strange to say the least, but yeah. it, yet it happens. <laughs> and yet it happens. Yeah, you're probably right. Did you see that uh, Dr. Christian Jessen 
uh, he, uh, he he got in trouble because he <laughs> accused <laughs> the ex-DUP uh, leader, um, first Northern Ireland First Minister uh, Arlene Foster, that she was having an extramarital affair, and he was ordered to pay £125,000 in libel costs. <laughs> I hate I the mean, phrase. Is, I don't know why he flirted with that side of it. I don't know yeah. why he said that. He started a GoFundMe. Um, uh, even what, though, just so he could go around libeling people. Well, yeah. Well, he started to go fund me after he was ordered to pay one hundred twenty-five thousand pounds in libel costs. Northern Ireland First Minister Arlene Foster. Um, and I've, I'm looking at the uh, at the GoFundMe here, and it's uh, he's he's asking for fifteen grand here. Uh, maybe the, the the amount got knocked down, but fifteen grand here and ten thousand has been uh, raised. Some some of these people. Oh, if here. I was if I was Arlene Foster when that ruling came down, I'd be releasing a statement with full of puns. <laughs> Looks to me like the only embarrassing body here. Yeah, is 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 Doctor Christian. <laughs> but he he did um, amazing. He, All these poor people putting chucking in twenty quid. I'm not being funny, and I'm not I'm not going to um I don't well I don't know the name of the person. But obviously, they've been on telly, um, and so it's in, in the public domain anyway. Yeah. But I saw an ep- I caught an episode of Embarrassing Bodies. Um, um, when it was on, mm. it was ten years ago, maybe something mm. like that. And there was a guy on it whose belly was massive, but it had sagged down like that. Oh, so you could, like took it in your trousers? It was sagged down so much that it, it <laughs> that it was generating such warmth that it was cooking his own testicles. <laughs> and I promise you, I'm not making. Was that it up. cooking his own testicles, or it was just getting a bit warm down there? That's what they said. Cooking his testicles. It was cooking his testicles. That's the wrong word to use. Not what should? What testicles. would you use? It's, it's just warming them up. They're not so reheating them. them. Like you can't just like your body is your body. It's only thirty-seven degrees. No, but the, or the testicles hang outside the body for a reason, right? They need to stay at a certain temperature. That's why. Oh, they're, yeah, no, they're cooking out there. Yeah, but they cook, it's not cooking the testicles. It's cooking the sea. It's warming the semen to a point where it's just. Un, and to be honest, you know, if you're sort of person who has like like a big kind of theatre style curtain. Over the front of your testicles, like I mean, big reveal, big. <laughs> it's just enjoyable, isn't it? Safety net, ta-da! Safety you can curve. sort of pull up the belly, and it could be like that other TV show where they show off your winky. Okay, have you returned? Oh yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah, that's a really that's naked attraction. Naked attraction. Yeah. Why is that happening? Why is that happening? You've but always got to have something like that. On you... te- it used to be you're a trash. Now it's just horny people being weird. At least you're a trash. Didn't take yourself too serious. No, that is true. That um, is true. If you were telling the story about the man who had the belly over his testicles, how would you have termed it? Um, he has created his own dance of the seven veils, but instead of seven veils, <laughs> it is one big belly. Listen, I'm not trying to shame the guy. It's not, it's no. not for me. I'm just saying it's, it's, it was an interesting storyline yeah. in that show. And if you're going to talk about naked attraction, I personally find that absolutely bizarre. <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot think. Of, and I kind of understand that they... So, Pete, here's, here's one for you. Right. Naked Attraction yeah. and film, like shows like Road Wars, right? Which they, one's Road Wars? It's, it, it's basically where they've just put a camera on a vest on a vest of a police officer. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And cool. they, yeah, and they yeah, just yeah. show what they're doing. Yeah. Now, they, ostensibly, they don't seem like they've got much in common, but they do because what they're doing is they're hiding the fact that people just want to gawp at stuff yeah. behind faux social responsibility. Yes. So they said, oh, no, Naked Attraction is really important because it shows normal bodies on telly yeah. and there's nothing to be worried about. Yeah, fine, it is that, yeah. but ultimately it's a fucking sideshow. Yeah. It's a freak show. Oh, yeah, it's like I don't really care about security practices at airports, but I will watch hours and hours of uh, the Australian border security services taking herbs off Chinese people. They are very strict. They are very strict. Extraordinarily strict. I mean, some of the herbs, you sort of go... 
guys, like every yeah. you're flying into Sydney, they'll have a Chinatown, and and a lot of it's just ginger. You can get ginger everywhere, mate. Don't that, worry about it. Is that a powdered elephant? Is that, no, it's not even that. But it's just like time, and they're just like bringing right. normal, normal herbs over the over the over the limits. I've seen it. I've seen it a lot. It's bizarre. And and and, 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 and the, but the the, the, the the amount. The amount that's coming over the border is incredible. And why you never really see like uh, someone who's a little bit Australian, right? Either, yeah. No. They're was really Australian, yeah, yeah. Aren't they? especially people who work at border, border. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they're basically like kind of, sort of a version of a not as good police officer. Yeah. And um, on the road wars thing, the way they get away with it is they they it's almost like they're subconsciously saying to you. We know you just want to watch a police officer chase a bloke with a knife and wrestle him to the ground. Yeah. Or you want to watch a five-car pile-up. But what they do, the way they get around it is they go, check out this idiot driving 150 miles an hour down this residential street and crashing into this parked car and flipping the car 15 times yeah. before it explodes in the border flame. In front flame. of Luke Moore's house. And at the end, they just go, don't forget the speed limits are for a reason. <laughs> and that's how they get away yeah, with it. Yeah. That is how they get away with it. Well, I mean, speaking of um, negative attraction, I mean, it is just a load of people who want to show off their bodies, isn't it? It's just a load of people who who are exhibitionists. Yeah, I don't. When I, when I say it's like a freak show, I don't mean they're freaks. I'm not trying to be rude about them. I'm just no. saying it's an extension of Victorian sideshows. Yeah, yeah, but but they're also but the people but who are doing always, it. They're not always ripped or anything, though. No, but but you can. I think. You know, it doesn't. It, that, that's not exclusive to rip people who just want to show off. Exhibitionists, like you know, they want to show off. Like the the guy uh, Minneapolis International Airport uh, last week, forty uh, four year old man uh, is charged with um, threatening workers at the Saint Paul International Airport. Uh, he swung a stanchion line post before throwing it at agents. Uh, he took his clothes off and he masturbated. He said that yeah. he um, he said it was a free. Uh, he, he said it was a free country. Yeah, but um, crucially, it's a free country for other people as well, isn't it? Who shouldn't have to see you masturbating yourself. Shouldn't have yourself. to see you masturbating, no. shouldn't it? No. I love the idea of that kind of libertarian underpinning of things that people do. Like, oh, yeah, but it's, you know, we shouldn't have people interfering. We should all be free to do whatever we want. Yeah. The problem with that is that everyone's idea of freedom, in quotes, is different, different isn't it? Different, yeah. And as soon as it takes yeah. one step into the real world, you're impinging on someone else's freedom, so we have to have a compromise. If I'm angry, that's the last thing I'm doing. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Dethrone. What's de- the first de- thing ro- you're doing? Derobing and... Uh... You're a bit of a stormer offer. Uh, no, I'm a... I'm a... Argue my point mm. uh, clearly, concisely. Mm. Uh, storm off. Yeah. And then come back 30 seconds later because I've forgotten to, to make one point. I agree with part yeah. of that. And then storm off again, come back and go, and another thing. Storm um, off, come back, and another thing. Big Big Pav once... Um, I'm going to try and find it. Yeah. Big powerful, you'll know for if you're a regular listener to this stuff. He once sent a screenshot of a uh, diagram he'd done in a notepad mm. of what I was like in my different moods. Right, okay. And it's called Luke's Mood Scale. Yeah. You can see he did it in June 2020. Let's have the list. Um, so it goes from, obviously, one extreme to the other. Um, so I'll start with the positive. So when I'm in the best mood through to when I'm in the worst mood. Yeah. Best mood starts with self-promotion. Yeah, right, yes. true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jovial. Jovial, yeah. yeah, yeah. Banterous, yeah. Chatty. Chatty, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Abuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then down to anger. Yeah. Then down to I'm done. And I'm then, done, yeah. And then finally for now, silence. Silence. Yeah, yeah that's fair. So from self-promotion to silence, I do the whole gamut and I can go up and down. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave you to think about that while we have a break because yeah. um, we've run way over time, I think. We Bloody hell. Um, we'll do a break. When we come back, we'll do um, uh, a try and squeeze in at least one email, yeah. possibly two if we can, depending on how good it is. Um, We don't check them ahead of time very very well. Um, See you in a minute. 
Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Peter community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening okay. to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in wizard jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of wizard jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yeah. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? To light your dickhead. It's the Luke Pete Show. It's a Monday, and if you would like to get in touch with the show... Touch the sky with your words. It's hello at LinkedIn.com. Have you run out of words? I think so. You're yeah, starting to run out of words. Yeah. yeah. Although um, I'm, I'm feeling better than I ever am when we used to record because I because I got up a little bit later. Oh, nice. It's a real bind getting up at like half six to to get into uh, to to do uh, Luke and Peter on Monday. Did, did you did you <laughs> accidentally move hundred miles away from the office? Yeah, that's what that's what that's what happened, didn't it? Was there something at the back of your mind thinking there's a reason this I shouldn't be doing this? Reason I shouldn't be doing this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I was in early doing the ramble this morning, so I oh have, um, baby, I have. I was up at seven. Uh, it's spellsy. He's got a new donkey jacket. He has. Very disrespectful at the cenotaph. He got it. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah. That's do, you remember, do you remember when they measured how much um, Corbyn bowed? Yeah, at the south, south, and uh, and then Boris Johnson turns up in a bin bag. Uh, going, but, but yeah, but that's yeah, the thing. Fine. Thing's fine. That's the thing. Mm. And we will come on to emails. Yeah, but Marcus got a new the left jacket. Have to, he got it from a charity the left shop. and Marcus have to be more circumspect. Marcus got it from a charity shop, and it looks fucking brand new. He's <laughs> it's a brilliant. He's done brilliant out of that. It's a brilliant bargain, um, and he should. He's rightly should proud. Be very of it. proud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the thing about the right wing. And you, I know you're as left as they come, Pete, but you have to admit this, they're fucking good, aren't they? They are good. They, they the are... freedom that they managed to chisel away for themselves. Yeah, oh yeah. And they, set the rules, they set the rules of the game. They set the rules of the game, and to, uh, to the point where when they actually, when you actually manage to land a hit on them through Tory sleaze, and that's usually how the Tories leave power, because they just their, their pockets become too full and their pockets burst and everyone can see what's in there. They collapse under their own they fucking weight. They collapse under their own fucking weight of, 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 of naughtiness. Um, it, 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 I'm always astonished. Like, what? You're getting annoyed about this thing? Of course they the are. The thing that most politicians do do. They're setting the rules of the game. Jobs for the fucking boys. Yeah, they set the rules of the game, and it happens here <laughs> in the US, and the pinkos, they play the game. <laughs> yes. And they don't understand, and they say, oh, well, we always lose. Yeah, you always lose. Because you're playing the game. Because the absolutely malevolent fucking people <laughs> who will do anything to get ahead have set the rules of the game and you are playing the game. <laughs> it's incredible. 
So yeah. when do you, it happened in the US, your Jeremy Corbyn thing is a great point. The American equivalent is when... The tan jacket. So little Obama's was happening jacket. in the US yeah. that the, the, the right-wing news agencies yeah. did a big thing for days on whether it was presidential to wear a beige suit. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then Donald Trump. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Anyway. Anyway. Here we are now. Um, emails, <laughs> hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. This is a politics-free zone. We just, politics like, free zone. we just like to have a pop at everyone. Yeah, we're, um, yeah, we're very much... We're both sides, aren't we? We're both sides. Both sides, it, and that's both what sides. some people would say is the problem. Yeah. Speaking of um, both sidesing it, and we will right. get to this email, I promise you, um, talk to me about Milo. Oh, Milo. Very good. R- remind people who my, Milo is and then tell us what you showed me yesterday. Uh, one of the original uh, kind of uh, grifters. Enfant terrible. Enfant terrible. Basically uh, a fucking fascist. lying grifter. Yeah, a lying, yeah. A lying fascist yeah. uh, who is, uh, who is uh, currently um, on religious TV selling. He, he got deplatformed. He got taken off Twitter, uh, and people sort of have this argument. Sort of go, look, if you take them off the platform, uh, they'll just some, find some other fucking rock to crawl under, and and they'll be even worse than they actually are when they when they're part of the conversation. That's not what happened with Milo. He got thrown off Twitter. He got thrown off uh, the, the majors, and uh, now he's uh, he is having to. You know, make a make a pot to piss in by uh, by, uh, by, get... by selling on religious TV, religious um, kind of like what do you call? He's QVC. selling bronze statues of the Virgin Mary on Christian QVC. It's incredible, incredible. Is it bad that technically I thought he was quite a good presenter? I thought he was very good as well, and and he's Not be- easy, he's better than any other. He, he he's very. Um, uh, the, the the other horse that was on there, she just wasn't. She anything. was less interested in the in the Mary, but he's he's sort of come out as ex gay now because he's been converted apparently. Oh, so that's, 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 his, latest his, that's his latest grift is like okay. his conversion thing. He's, 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 his his husband that he married not long ago has been downgraded to uh, um, housemate, which I think is I funny. Mean, the, 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 the fact that people fall for it. It's just, extra- it's just extraordinary. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's enough about that. Yep. The deep platform thing is interesting though because we. I kind of instinctively, maybe because I'm a, a human being of a certain age and maybe I need to revisit this, and I think I probably will, I instinctively agree that the platform is a bad idea. I think you need that you shed, you shed as much light as possible on these terrible ideas and you kind of debunk them. However... It's that, worked in this case. Yeah, however, I wonder if that's an old-fashioned way of looking at it. I wonder yeah. if the rules of the game have actually changed and it also depends on how good that person is. Because yes. if that person's good, you're causing a lot of fucking problems for yourself. Right. Because if they're going to out-charisma you and out-argue you and do what, I forget it was, you said it may be Orwell, drag them down to your level and beat you on experience, mm. you're fucked. So yeah. maybe... In, maybe maybe, maybe nowadays, But maybe nowadays their whole plan is to just get as many fucking maniacs out there uh, and, and you're just adding fuel to that particular fire, I suppose. Yeah. From, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, free speech does not extend to free of consequences. Exactly right. Peter, do you want to do an email? I'll do a quick email. Alex. Hi, Luke and Pete. Uh, you're, you never see a bad dryer these days. Chat really struck a chord. I've been thinking about uh, much the same not long ago, about how in my youth hand dries usually felt like someone meekly farting onto you at best, whereas now the sheer hand skin and distorting power has to be felt to be believed. And then I went to York. I came across this beauty in a cafe uh, near York Minster. A real throwback from Newlek Electrical. I pressed the button, rubbed my hands together for a while, and then left after 30 seconds drying them on my trousers, just like the good old days. Uh, I enjoyed the uh, enjoyed the show, by the way. I've been a listener since uh, Luke and Pete's summer, but for some reason had a lengthy hiatus recently. Then got back into it and have about 100 back episodes to work through. Good times. Cheers, Alex. Just two men forgetting what they've done before. So you'll probably yeah. hear the same themes, the same yeah. references over and over again. But I think people find it comforting. You know, sometimes <laughs> you do, yeah, when yeah. you're a kid and you mm. ask your mum or your dad to read you a bedtime story, Mm. sometimes you'd want the same story. 
Oh, I must have watched Robin Hood, uh, the uh, the Disney cartoon, like 15 times. Yeah. In like a month. I read something once about a load of women of a certain age whose first crush was Robin Hood. Was he a fox in that? He was a fox, yeah, yeah. sexy fox, yeah. Apparently that like, was a real crush for people. Yeah, that's fair, I think. He's quite um, feminine, boyish. Yeah. yeah. And there's also a big um, subculture of people who are really into Greg from Succession. Which one's Greg? He's like a tall, gangly, Ichabod Crane. Oh, really? Guy, like yeah. uh, he's, yeah. he's particularly stupid, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of get the impression he's not going to be stupid forever, and that's going to be a twist. Oh, what? Well, he's going to be the um, the the king. At that's the just my theory. Yeah, he's going to be left yeah. when when everybody kills when when all of the sharks have eaten each other. Yeah, he's going to be the one who's left the idiot's son, the idiot yeah. cousin, or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. and on the hand drives thing, what I was saying back in the day, which is why I think Alex has emailed in, is that. The technology's got better on hand drives, but I think the tactics have also got better. They don't actually dry your hands now. Just push it off. Yeah, like a windscreen wiper, right? Mm. And we had a load of, when we were talking about hand drives, we had a load of people emailing saying, never do the hand dryer, always do the paper towels. <laughs> hand dry, because although paper towels ostensibly seem like they are worse for the environment, mm. it actually depends on the following things. One, what, um, whether the paper towel is recycled or not. Yes. And two, how much energy the hand dryer is using. Underpinning all that is the fact that apparently hand dryers are so unhygienic it's unbelievable mm. and that you shouldn't go anywhere near them. True. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, we've I, we've I come a long way since that bloke he made in about the guy who was rubbing bread on the toilet and eating it. <laughs> At least we're washing our hands now. Yeah. We're a COVID compliant podcast, them. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Hand drying them. Mm. Um, let's get out of here on that right. note. Thank you very much for emailing in. Um, you can also do so by emailing hello at lukeandpeacher.com. We will read out our favourite emails and you're never going to be able to predict which ones we're going to read out because mm. our taste is very Catholic, very broad. Yes, it is. Yeah, um, correct. Hello at LukeandPeach.com. As I've said, at Luke and Pete Show is the social media um, social media destination. We'll be back on Thursday for another one of these. We're bloody looking forward to it. We hope you can join us. In the meantime, do do us a favour and leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Mm. I know that people who do podcasts always say this, but there's a reason for that. It genuinely does help. We're an independent company. We could do with the support. So please do take the time. Take you a couple of minutes. Head to the destination you use to download the podcasts and leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate it. Uh, you'll be a friend of a Luke and Pete show forever. Thank you very much, oh. Pete Dawson. Ta-da, farewell. And we'll see you on Thursday. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey! Hey! What are you doing?
Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening okay. to St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right? He used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. <laughs>